Welcome, everybody, to podcast number two, Talking is Thinking. My name is Casey Haynes, and today we have on the beautiful Nichelle Sane, my backbone, my girlfriend, going to be discussing some fitness together, going to be discussing things to look out for as everybody gets going in their 2020, their New Year's goals, their new resolutions. There's a lot of gym intimidation out there. There's a lot of um, honestly, there's a lot of bullshit in the world of fitness, and so we're hopefully going to be able to clear a lot of that up with you guys and, uh, and, and get you on at least a starting point, at least a foundation that you can jump off of into this world of fitness. So with no more delay, Nichelle, um, if you want, just throw down a little bit of your background for everybody, and then we can dive right into uh, what we're talking about. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Nichelle. I am a yoga instructor. I have been in the fitness industry for about four years now. Um, I, just like everybody else, started doing yoga for the physical background of it all um, and ended up really falling in love with the mental side of what fitness and yoga has to offer. Um, after I did a couple months of uh, being a student, I realized that every good feeling that I had, I wanted to share with other people. So I did my first yoga teacher training in 2016, I believe. And it's been such a ride ever since. Um, I've developed so many different styles of teaching yoga through the years and also have found a new love for fitness in not only yoga, but in weightlifting and strength and conditioning and all that good stuff that just makes my body feel good. And it all was inspired by someone else. It was all inspired by another instructor or another practitioner um, that shared their story with me. So I want to keep that ball rolling and share with everybody else. Oh, yeah. If it works, too, we did meet in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fitting for the conversation. Um, but I agree, and we talk about it all the time, how yoga in itself is so good with just um, like combining philosophy with the fitness side of things. Um, but in keeping with our conversation, as an instructor, what are you looking for when you're bringing on new instructors or when you're going to a yoga studio? Like, Because I know as a CrossFit trainer, as a personal trainer, anytime I'm in a gym, I'm always looking at the trainers, I'm looking at the instructor, I'm kind of like judging on how they're doing class. So what are some of those things that you look out for as a good trainer or a bad trainer or, you know, a place that you're going to have a good workout or a bad workout, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think for a beginner's mindset or a beginner point of view when you first step into um, really any facility is noticing the environment and how that environment makes you feel. Are you comfortable? Is it um, a little bit out of out of sorts? Is it dirty? Especially with the yoga studio, um, and I do hot yoga specifically, uh, where there's a lot of sweat being produced. Um, you just really want to make sure that environment is clean, it's welcoming, um, and that you are greeted pretty much right away. I think that is such a tell for good yoga studios um, is just having that presence of connection immediately right off the bat. Um, so I know that's what I look for now being an instructor and hoping that that's what a beginner mindset or a, or a new student is going to get from that initial like environment walk-in. Um, and then after that, after after you go through noticing what the environment is, is the facility offering you more than just a toilet <laughs> is the facility offering you showers, um, lockers, locks for the lockers, uh, and all that good stuff so that 
kind of bouncing off of environment, you know that you're you're safe in this space and your things are safe. And also knowing that, you know, you don't have to sit in your car in a whole hour of drenching sweat because that would yeah. be, it's, you know, I mean, as well as you know, it's not the best feeling in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the initial look for. And after that, I think it all has to do with that one hour that you're in the studio if you're taking an hour class. Yeah. I think you nailed it, and this is when I had, when I was owning the CrossFit gym, this was like the first thing that I told to anybody that was a trainer of mine, is as soon as somebody walks in the door, you greet them. Like, if you walk into a gym, or you walk into a studio, or, uh, anywhere, or an outdoor yoga class, you don't have to walk inside anywhere, if they don't greet you within the first minute, especially if it's your first class, don't fucking go to that place. They don't care about you. It's just the hard mm-hmm. truth of it, because... You're a new member. They literally, I'll tell you this because I've been a gym owner. As a gym owner, that is how you make your money. You make your money on membership and you make your money um, by treating your people well, by delivering a positive facility, a positive result in class. And we'll get to that in a second. But part of that is, is like you said, the experience. Like I have to, it's, I just joined a new gym over here, um, just a, a global gym and it's all well and good, but it's not a community that I'm used to from a CrossFit gym. And so I have to put a lock on my locker. And it's a weird thing to be working out wondering if your shit's getting stolen, mm-hmm. you know, or it's a weird thing working out knowing that you're going to have to sit in your car, unable to shower and have to go to work again mm-hmm. or those kinds of things. So definitely, I would even say, would you say it's more of a convenience factor? Or how would you relate that as to like, if someone was checking off a checklist? I think it's convenient, but it's also a great sell. I mean, yeah. you're going to on top of having great instructors or great trainers and having a great class, um, I think it's just a great selling point. And it's here you have all of these good things, and now here's just one more extra good thing to make you more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of, like I said, the gym intimidation away for people, yeah. right? So I think definitely if they don't say, if you're walking into a gym and they don't say your name, like, right away or introduce themselves right away if they're not shaking your hand that kind of thing first impressions very much do matter um and even going along with that as a personal trainer and and i'm not sure how much you would incorporate this into yoga actually well you do in yoga and especially in yoga school is saying a person's name during the session um one thing that people love to hear the most is their own name especially in group fitness because we don't know if we're doing things correctly all the time when there's a big group of people so I'd like to do it by name. I will yell across the room somebody's name and say, hey, good job. Like, I'm letting you know that even though I'm standing over here, I'm seeing everything in the room. Um, What are some ways that you do that? You make the transition so people come into the gym, they have a nice first impression, the facility's clean. When they get into class, like, how? what should people look out for when they get ushered into class, when they get explained how the class works? Hey, we're going to warm up, we're going to do this. They get showed around the facility, those kinds of things. I mean, I think it all goes back to, like I said earlier, is making that first connection. Um, Your first interaction with an instructor um, is so important because we all go into group fitness with not only the intentions of having someone else else program a workout for you, but also to just have that sort of sense of community and, um, and make those connections with humans. I mean, we're all programmed, um, to seek connection or to have connection. It's just who we are as humans or what we need as humans. Um, so I think in, you know, turning back into your question, um, 
I think it's super important to make that connection, not only in the front desk, but also in class. Um, I know when I go to a gym and, you know, I'm like deadlifting and I need a little bit of encouragement. I love hearing my name. Um, as a practitioner, it's super important. It's an ego boost. Um, it makes you feel seen. It makes you feel noticed. And that's how you always want to make your patrons feel, um, no matter what kind of class you're running. Um, I know it's the one thing that I focus on extremely in my classes um, for the reason of making connections and knowing that just as much as I want to be seen, I know other people want to be seen as well. Hell yeah. So like when you get prepared for a class from the trainer side of things, like we know folks should kind of look for, all right, is a trainer saying my name? Is the place nice? Like how do you prep on the other end of things? to get ready for a class. Like I'm going to make sure I say everybody's name this much, or I'm going to do this kind of warm up. I'm going to have this kind of energy, that kind of thing. How are you reading the room? And we can kind of bridge the gap maybe a little bit for trainers and for practitioners. I think it's all a state. Like it's all a, a mental state of being. Um, I think it's gathering and collecting yourself and knowing that you are preparing for a whole hour of servitude um, and kind of taking your ego, putting that aside um, to make this experience wonderful for someone else. Um, I really do think it's just a state of being. It's knowing that you have to be committed to to other people for one whole hour um, rather than, you know, thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I think that's really easy to do um, as we were talking earlier about like, you know, what a good trainer is, what a not so good trainer is, um, you know, with so many yoga studios and so many gyms being, you know, pumped out so fast in this growing fitness world, which is amazing. Um, you kind of see a lot of trainers going through the motion of things and not really being completely present in their classes. And that really does a disservice to your students or to your patrons. Um, so I think in preparedness is just understanding that this one hour isn't for you. This one hour or however many minutes of your exercise or um, class is dedicated to someone else. Absolutely. I think you said it great. Like the hour is not for you. So this is as a trainer, this is when you make your money. This is your job. You're not here to hang out with everybody. You're here to let everybody hang out with each other in a way. Like I had one of my favorite yoga instructors. She said to me, it's in less words, she said that um, when you come into a yoga class or when anybody comes into my yoga class, I want them to not think for an hour, but only, you know, be able to think only about themselves. I want them to be able to be completely selfish. So not think as in every worry, every stress, every bill, every everything that could be going wrong in your life that can stay at the door excuse me, this hour can be yours and I as the instructor will allow that to happen. So as a person taking class, we can all smell bullshit, we can all read bullshit and we know when that instructor is, or excuse me, when that instructor is distracted. Um, do you, I usually do this, I'll take like three or four breaths like right before class. Do you have a ritual like that? I go pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just always make sure all the boxes are checked. Like, am I completely committed to this hour by, you know, going to the bathroom, um, taking a couple breaths, uh, noticing how many people I have in class so that it's a safe space. Um, and the last ritual is just 
putting a huge ass smile on my face before I walk into the mm-hmm. classroom. Um, cause I think it just sets the tone for, um, that one hour and just knowing that I not only do I want to be smiling and having fun for this one hour, but I want everyone else to be, you know, to see it on me so that it gives them the permission to do the same thing. Absolutely. Cause as the leader of the class, they're going to pick up on your vibe, right? Everybody's going to follow kind of what you're delivering or where you're leading them into. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think what's cool about this is you're obviously a great trainer. You're a great yoga instructor. And so knowing that this is how you prepare for class, I think it's good for people to see like, yo, this is what a good trainer does before class. This is how you get ready. These are the things that a good trainer should be thinking about heading into a session. And as somebody taking that class, take note of those things. Are they walking into the room with a smile? Are they shaking your hand when you initially walk in the door? Are they um, not telling you the price of membership until the very last second? If they don't tell you the price of membership until the very last second, they don't believe in what they're doing. They're trying to sell you. They're not trying to help you. That's how I feel about it. Because I think another thing, and this is probably just a tangent here, but if you're confident in your product and you're confident in your ability, you're not worried about the price. So just something else out there. But knowing that Nichelle or knowing that you prepare in this sort of way, um, I think it can be good for folks who are taking class to look at those points of performance in the instructor as well. Yeah, um, I think like I said earlier, it's just coming back to knowing your state, like where are you in this time and space? How are you feeling? Um, You know, hygiene wise, what do you look like? I think that's really important. Um, You know, you don't want to take a class by someone who looks like they've just been crying for an hour and I mean, my hair is always a mess just because I have big <laughs> hair. But, you know, I, I pull it back. I, I make it look, you know, I just make myself look like I'm ready to take on not only this hour, but ready to take on the day because that's how I want everyone else to see me. I want them to know that I'm taking this seriously, even if we're together for just such a short period of time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I think the days of the trainer working out and then teaching class with their shirt off, like, three minutes later and slugging their protein shake while everybody's warming up and that kind of thing. Like it's that those kinds of things are done. Like we're, we're better at this stuff now. And if we're going to be, or if people are going to be a fitness professional, then you need to look, act and be a professional, right? Yeah. I think as the fitness and the yoga world, I mean, in all collective, uh, continue to grow and they are growing. Um, I think people are realizing that it's being taken more seriously and it does need to be taken more seriously. Um, kind of bringing it more into the business side. Yoga specifically is not a high paying job in group classes, um, which is extremely unfortunate because people get so much out of these classes. I mean, I can honestly say that I, I traded, you know, therapy for yoga because it just brought me that much peace of mind um, and that much of an understanding of, you know, what I needed in my life of, or in my time of struggle. And it needs to be taken more seriously. We all need to be more professional about it because I, eventually I would like to see yoga be a very, uh, an incredibly profiting job um, because it's so important, because it makes such an impact. And fitness as well, I know, you know, in my times of need, fitness has been there for me as well as far as, you know, the gym, shout out to BPLA. Um, you know, it's just a safe haven for all of us. It's an outlet that needs to be seen. It, I, in my opinion, should be a part of healthcare because it's preventative medicine. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It's us mm-hmm. 
taking steps and taking action to create longevity in not only our physical sense, but our mental sense. Totally. I, I couldn't agree more. It's preventative medicine. And you said it like you used yoga to replace therapy. And I, I'm totally with you on that. I think the even just the simple benefits of getting out of, out of breath, getting that endorphin rush going and creating movement in your body, getting your digestive system to work through all the crap and in and out that we ate the other night, you know, <laughs> it, it just makes everything operate on a much better level and it allows for much clearer thinking when your physical medium, what allows you to think is working in proper health. So it's all connected and it's preventative medicine, like you said. Um, and to your point, I think when or, you know, when people are looking for good instructors versus bad instructors, there are plenty of bad instructors out there. And I'm not going to knock anybody for trying and learning, but there are a lot of people who are kind of exploiting fitness these days as well because of the rapid growth. That's okay, but look out for these certain things when you go into a gym and you'll know if you're getting like a proper, um, a proper experience or a proper instructor, that kind of thing. So, Part of the responsibility as a trainer is to make sure that you're educated, make sure that you know what you're doing, and make sure that you're delivering a fair product. But a little bit of responsibility is going to come on educating yourself as a consumer as well. Don't walk in and pay some schlup who's telling you to warm up, not giving you a warm up, and then giving you the <laughs> workout. Stop paying that guy. If they're not calling your name, if they're not introducing themselves at the door, if they're not running a high energy class or, or a class that's fitting your needs and solving whatever you need to solve, like for example, Nichelle said she uses yoga to replace therapy. This is a very deep intrinsic thing that you're now using fitness and yoga philosophy to help you with. So there are those abilities for some real, real depth and behavior change with something as quote unquote, simple as fitness. But as a consumer, it's good or important to be educated because one, it's your wallet. Two, it's your body that someone's telling you what to do with. So make sure that it's the proper alignment. And, and three, it's going to help the business overall. We'll be able to, in you know, however long it takes, the bad studios will wean out. Competition will win. Good studios will last because people will start to only go to the respectable good studios and this is how we can keep sort of quality control on our fitness industry, right? So I think it's bridging the gap. I think it's being a proper trainer, going through your steps as an instructor and making sure that you're educated in what you're doing. You're not teaching things that you don't know. That's another big one. And that's probably a whole other discussion. I don't know. What do you think about that? Like teachers, it's okay to say no, right? Yeah. Or it's okay to say I don't know, I should say. Yeah. Uh... I totally agree. Uh, I think I think you learn that in pretty much any kind of job. Um, you should never talk on things that you don't know about. Why would you misdirect someone else? You know, to to soothe or to you know pet your own ego. That's you know that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean I know there's a lot of things about the yoga world um, or about just you know the anatomy that I know but there's also a lot you know I'm not a doctor there's a lot of things that I don't know and when I don't know I you know educate myself do my own research or I reach out to someone who I know definitely knows um and I use that as my source uh the, like I coming coming back to what I said earlier this like fitness life for other people are providing 
you know, fitness for other people. It's not about you. It's about these people. It's about these people who are paying you, who are coming to you, who are seeking, um, seeking you for guidance for, you know, their bodies, for their minds. And it's not about you. So whatever ego that you have, um, and your feel, your need to feel like, you know, everything, like just cut that shit out. Cause it's, it's not going to serve you and it's not going to, it's not going to serve anybody. Um, really. Yeah. I think you're nailing it. The, the, a big thing that we're seeing with the fitness industry is an ego debt. There has been, it, you know, for the longest time, and this isn't knocking on Arnold or stuff, but it's always been Gold's Gym, Arnold, get big arms, look a certain way, this kind of thing. There's been a lot of ego. If you're not lifting three plates on the bench, then you suck, you pussy, that kind of <laughs> stuff. That stuff is no mas, I think, or at least it's working its way out. And it's because trainers such as yourself are willing to educate themselves and it's okay to say you don't know an answer it's probably better that would make you a better trainer by not putting somebody in danger in that way but also as a consumer be okay with the gyms that are causing those ego problems go away from it go to a different gym there's plenty of gyms out there or just youtube it and do it on your own (laughs) you know that all that kind of stuff is out there but um yeah it's it's the ego death i think we need to get rid of the ego in the gym and look at this exactly as you mentioned, as preventative health care, right? When somebody walks into a hospital, we treat everybody. We don't turn people away because they look a certain way. The gym, if it's going to be preventative health care, can kind of fall under the same lines. We don't turn people away because they have a certain ability level. We bring them to the ability level they want to get to. So look for a gym, look for a trainer that's going to inspire you and empower you to do those kinds of things. And like we've been saying, a good trainer is going to follow these sort of protocols that Michelle is laying out to allow you as the practitioner to be your best self. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I just had a train of thought and I lost it. Um, That's all right. <laughs> Talking about trainers, ego death in fitness, taking care yeah. of others. Okay, I totally remember now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I feel like if it doesn't change your life, then it's not worth your time. Like I can honestly say like with my whole heart, my whole body with, you know, all the things that I've learned, um, that yoga has changed my life going to, I, so I, I go to core power yoga. I'm an instructor for core power yoga. Um, I'm now one of the managers at a studio, um, that place that, that practice, the practice in this place has completely changed my life. Um, and expanding into the fitness world, um, my home gym, the blueprint, the blueprint LA, it, it's changed my life as well. Um, so I think if it doesn't make that huge of an impact on your life, you need to go somewhere else. You need to find another place, um, find a place that's going to make you feel like your life has changed for the better, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, connective wise, you know, I mean, like Casey said, we met at the gym I found the love of my life at my home gym and I found myself at yoga I found myself at core power yoga so if these places that you're going to aren't making this impact like I said you need to go somewhere else yeah 100% I, I'll attribute it I mean I, I did my yoga teacher training and stuff um, but I'll attribute it to CrossFit when I first started doing CrossFit man I wasn't doing anything I was done playing sports I didn't really have direction 
I was gaining weight, all that kind of stuff, but it gives you a community. It gives you a sense of purpose and it gives you a sense of empowerment, confidence. Like, man, I'm in shape. I just lifted this much weight. I can kind of go do anything. And there's places out there exist. And it doesn't have to come from, this is what I wanted to get to. It doesn't have to come from a community. If someone is self-motivated enough, go to LA Fitness, go to 24-Hour Fitness. If you're self-motivated and confident enough, there are plenty of great globo gyms out there that will provide clean equipment, safe facilities, all that kind of stuff, proper trainers if you need guidance or help. Um, and you can do it on your own. People won't be standing around judging you. It's a good gym. It's a good air and it's a good feel in the air. Um, those kinds of things. So it doesn't have to be a community. It definitely helps to be with the community, especially if you're just getting started, go learn from somebody. Um, but just putting the caveat out there, you can find success at a globo gym as well. You, I mean, if you're dedicated and you know you want to make a change in your life, you can make that change anywhere. You can, mm. you know, you can find your fitness journey anywhere. I mean, I know you've been itching to talk about this, but, uh, you know, the 24-hour fitness in um, on Hawthorne, um, the newest one in Torrance, it's beautiful. It's like, it's immaculate. It's clean. Uh, the facility is nice. Everything is functioning. They have a lump sum of equipment, you know, they have Olympic weightlifting equipment, which I know is your fave. Um, <laughs> they, you know, do yoga classes. They have kettlebells, which are my favorite. Um, they have everything. And, you know, if you can appreciate a gym for what it is and it being just a gym for you to go work out at, um, you can be your own motivator. You can go there knowing that I have everything I need. All I need now is a positive mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. So with those places, one thing that I'm learning is they, they do well, they do have trainers. So if you've never joined a place, they do have trainers at those kinds of places. But what's what I'm learning is I think if I'm going to recommend a track or a path for anybody towards fitness, and we'll probably wrap here in a second. Um, the track that I would recommend, if you don't know what you're doing, go to a group class, go to a core power yoga, go to a CrossFit gym, go to a group fitness place, a Barry's Bootcamp, somewhere where somebody's going to have eyes on you and is going to be able to teach you what you're doing, right? Once you feel comfortable, once you have proper form, once you have maybe a year under your belt, you have time under your belt and you understand technique a little bit further, venture into those global gyms, venture off on your own. That's totally fine. But think of this as this is just like starting any other sort of habit, right? We need help. We need guidance and even myself i've been doing this for 10 years and i still have people look at my weightlifting videos and my reps and help me on form or you know check me on certain things so it's a, excuse me it's a never-ending process so i think if i were to recommend something find that group class first i think everybody should find a group class first find that inspiration and find that community because that's really what's going to keep accountability and keep consistency with practice i think so um, I know we're kind of running short on time. If we want to wrap real quick, can you throw like, how would you suggest sort of kind of what I'm leaning into a track for someone to get started wrapping sort of like, hey, I've never done fitness before ever, Nichelle. What, what kind of what should I do for our conversation? I think the first step is asking someone who you know knows, um, you know, using as many resources as you can to find out what journey or what um you know what steps are going to be the best for you to take as a beginner um so reaching out to someone like you or someone like me and not hesitating to ask you know the questions of 
you know, what, what's, what is a good gym? What isn't, what is a great yoga class? What isn't? Um, and then also, like you said, hopping on a group class or, you know, we're so advanced now in this, you know, new day and age of fitness, you know, going on YouTube or, uh, going on, you know, Wikipedia, whatever it is, whatever, uh, you know, resource you're using, um, just doing your own research, doing your own homework, uh, to see what fits best for your body, for your physical self. Um, and then after that, it's honestly just not being afraid to ask your trainer questions. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you are in a big group class and sometimes it happens that you do get overlooked because you're in like a 50 person class, um, it's reaching out not being afraid to ask questions because like I said, that hour is dedicated to you. We want to help you. We want you to have the best experience. Um, and we, we want you to feel safe enough and welcomed enough to ask those questions because it's all about you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I couldn't have said any better. So keep that in mind, educate yourselves as a, uh, as a consumer and just get started, man. Don't wait till Monday. Just get started today, tomorrow, whenever it needs to happen. Um, so thank you, Shell, for coming on. How can people find you? What's your Instagram? That kind of thing. Um, you can find me on Instagram underneath my name, Nichelle. If you know me, my name is spelled really, really weird. <laughs> N-A-D-C-H-I-E-L-L-Y. Um, yeah, find me on Instagram or I am one of the managers at the Core Power Yoga at USC Village. And when I'm not there, I'm training at the Blueprint LA. Um, so yeah, hit me up. Ask me all the questions. I love talking about yoga. I love talking about fitness. Um, it's such a huge, huge passion of mine to share this, um, not only with you guys, but to share it with the rest of the world. Awesome. So check Shelly out. We will have this show up and we will have next week's up as well. If you guys, again, have any things that you guys would like to hear discussed, we will certainly be coming back to fitness. This conversation and this topic carries so many different things. So I'm so excited to um, get this first one done and be able to dive deeper into all the other aspects of fitness. So um, that being said, let us know anything else you want to hear discussed on here. And uh, we'll continue keeping the conversation going. So again, I'm Casey Haynes. This is Talking is Thinking, episode number two. And uh, have a killer day, guys.